Welcome to Goth Girl Horror, the Hack Slash podcast, where we continue our coverage of Hack Slash versus Chaos Comics. I or Hack Slash versus Chaos, but it is basically Hack Slash versus Chaos Comics, not the original Chaos Comics, the Dynamite Chaos Comics people. I unfortunately, I got an email about that, and they're like, "We don't like being associated with the Dynamite people," and I'm like, "Who is we? The cult of Brian Polito?" Uh, it was a little <laughs> creepy actually after that first episode, but I digress. Um. Coffin Comics is the current holder of the what's left of the Chaos stuff, and that's mainly their main character, Lady Death. And they also published La Moretta and Hellwitch and Lady Satan, I think. There's a new one coming out. Basically, imagine Lady Death, same costume, same bust, red costume, red hair. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a... It just seems like a palette swap. Yeah, it basically looks exactly like that. She's got red eyes, too. Uh, <laughs> and she's got horns. <laughs> but honestly, it looks like the same character, <laughs> just in red. <laughs> but I bought it. I It's like, okay, let me see what this is. Um, and there's Hellwitch. Hellwitch is his, like... Whereas Lady Death, he's like, peekaboo, and like, here's some here's some cleavage and some slight DNA. But unless you buy the nudity covers, you're never going to see Lady Death naked. But his Hellwitch stuff or whatever, there's nudity in it, there's fucking in it, things like that. So that's the comic book he allows to go a little bit more extreme. Um, you know, they the first issue has her getting fucked by some, like, demon with a dick. So it's that's the that's the adult Brian Polito comic book. That's the comics your parents, like, they don't want your parents to let you know you read. Correct. So, like, a, a demon with a dick, I mean, like, a transgender, like, it's a very pornographic scene, let's just say. Just go look it up <laughs> if you really want to. I don't want to describe it anymore. The point is, <laughs> he has made a point of making Lady Death's comic book, whatever, never having shown nudity. Her hair is always in the way, so it's... There's some conservative to it. I, I just think that's very funny, uh, considering, again, there's nude covers of Lady Death. <laughs> um, and, like, they even did a Lady Death Hellwitch book where Lady Death is hypnotized by Hellwitch to get married, and she fucks her. And the cover has the cosplayers with the Lady Death cosplayers on all fours as the Hellwitch cosplayer is pulling on her hair behind her. Damn. G-strings are still on, by the way. <laughs> So, <laughs> take that as you will. Um, there was like there was a guy at a comic book store in New York who said to me, uh, "Nobody reads that book. They just buy it to look at the pictures." <laughs> I was like, Ouch. "Yeah, that's like they're not. This could be in another language, and people still buy it." Yeah, I was just like, "I don't know. I do read it. There is an interesting story here sometimes." Uh, but I digress. <laughs> uh, Hackslash does have an interesting story. I do love the characters that Cassie and Vlad go after when they're not always crossing over, and they've had a few crossovers lately. And that's not to say I wouldn't love to see them cross over with, you know, some big mainstream horror icons, but those are all copyrighted. And there's not a lot of copy. There's not a lot of comic books out there right now for Freddy, Jason, Michael, even Chucky, who has a television series right now, doesn't have a comic book going on, which is very funny. And I don't know why. I can't understand why they can't have comic books for these characters, you know? The last people to publish them were, like, Wildstorm, um, before it was completely absorbed by DC Comics. So, question for another day for someone else. We're going to jump into Hackslash versus Chaos number four, and Chris has the plot synopsis for us. Okay, so, number four, the plot and pacing really pick up in this. And this is where... Cassie, Vlad, and Voodoo Chow are now traveling to the nexus of all things, a realm of realities and possibilities. Uh, there, at this nexus of all things, they find the Singularity Anvil, which was used to create the Drog Splitter. Uh, 
if they are able to return the drug splitter back to the anvil, it will draw every undead soul and spirit from the earth realm, good or bad, back to the underworld. And right before Cassie has a chance to do that, a Vigoring, uh, a Valgoring attacks, uh, named Vivalvia, Vivalvina, I think Valvina, arrives and attacks Cassie. Uh, the Valkyrie warns that what Cassie's doing is wrong and that doing this will not clean Cassie's soul. In fact, she gives a cryptic warning that Cassie's soul is destined to continue fighting. Uh, enraged by being stopped, Cassie strikes down the Valkyrie. However, the weight of killing this dutiful guardian makes makes her realize the consequences of her actions that have led to this so far. Back in Hell, Lucifer commands Voodoo Child's body to pursue Cassie to return the sword, but is surprised when a reanimated Volvina, I think Volvina, I'm like changing this woman's name, uh, is brought back and slashes Voodoo Child. It turns out the person controlling this resurrective person, uh, resurrected guardian, is uh, Delilah, Cassie's mom. Dun, dun, dun. As Cassie, in shock <clears throat> to see her mother appear, uh, Vlad quickly reacts and battles Delilah. All while Voodoo is trying to whisper the last of her dying words to Cassie. Uh, but just when Delilah is about to give a killing blow to Vlad, she's impaled by the draw splitter, uh, now held by a transformed Cassie who has fused with the sword's power. Feeling the new surge of power from the draw splitter and overcome with her guilt, uh, she is driven more than ever to return the sword to the anvil, but is suddenly stopped by Evil Ernie and Purgatory. Purgatory is able to heal Vlad, while Ernie is able to do a mine conversation where he's able to enter her Cassie's soul or her, her dream, and he's able to confront his demons to her to relay that they are um, th like very similar and that their pain is what makes them uh, like tough enough to take on the world. Uh, but they shouldn't let their vengeance become a vengeful monster. Uh, this calms Cassie enough where she's able to break free from the Splitter's influence. And at that moment, Purgatory and Vlad are able to whip Cassie into a portal, and everyone jumps in right after. Uh, as they land into this very dreary land, Purgatory explains that she was able to figure out Lucifer's ultimate goal of getting Cassie and the drug splitter in one location, and then also uh, leading uh, all the undead slashers into one location. Lady Hell appears and warns Cassie that Lucifer is now 
prepared to face them as they entered their his realm, and that they must take charge in order to uh, free uh, the captive chosen who are now being held by Satan or Lucifer. And at that, issue four comes to an end. There is um, the main cover for this has Cassie holding up a, the sword and, and with the cape on, she looks a little silly with the cape. Um, just because of she, the fact that she's not really wearing anything, uh, there, there should be like more to her outfit with that cape. It just it just doesn't fit her, I think. Yeah, it's weird because I feel like when she does that, she's like double cosplaying because that's something she wouldn't really do. Mm-hmm. And then we got the uh, the buxom babes in the comic book right below her, uh, with with Vlad just kind of like crouching crouching down around her legs. Uh, I just it's it's quite the shot by Tim Seeley, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> um, the one thing I didn't notice is that Hack Slash is trademark Chaos Comics or Chaos is all rights reserved. I wonder what the difference is. I'm not much of a uh, knowledgeable these things. I had to go through my own copyright with Vlada. Uh, I'll have to look into it more and get back to you. Uh, the other cover has Cassie about to attack uh, Lady Hell. Uh, her outfit is... Her, her outfit fits the comic book, but when I see people wearing this as a cosplay, it looks really ridiculous. Is it just because... Like it's just like very impractical. It looks, it, yeah. It just it looks very, especially with the body paint on, or they're wearing a body stocking. Mm. Uh, a lot of a lot of girls I see wear body stockings. Uh, I don't. I've only ever seen one person do the body paint for that character. Um, and I don't know if the cover model that did it for Dynamite did body paint or there, but it looked like they were wearing a stocking just because there were a couple ripples in it. Um, then there's the cover with, with evil Ernie's head over in the entire cover and he's biting into the bat that says, kiss it. It looks pretty cool. Um, when you see covers like that, you think this could be like an epic battle, but they barely hit each other in this issue. Gotcha. Um, Oh, we didn't go over the credits last... Uh, we didn't uh, go over the credits. It's uh, written by Tim Seeley, art by Seeler, colors by D. Cuniff? I don't know who that is. Letters by Crank. Crank does a lot of lettering. Uh, look up their lettering. Their lettering is amazing. Um, I think they do an incredibly good job. Um, edited by Kevin uh, Fetner. Um, I always wondered who the uh, behind-the-scenes are at Dynamite. Nick Barucha... Barrissi is the CEO publisher of Dynamite Comic Books. So I don't know a lot about the hierarchies of uh, Dynamite Comics. I've never really dived too much into it, but uh, maybe I will before the end of this uh, coverage of the Hack Slash Chaos crossover, because the next crossover is with IDW, because um, they have the copyright for The Crow. Um, the colors in each one of these pages, I think, is really good. I think this bet issue was also drawn better than the last one, especially the second page where Vol Volnavia shows up. This uh, chick in a basically is a bathing suit with like wolf uh, arm, shoulder arms, and and, and wrapped up bandages uh, for legs and arms. I guess that's kind of like what fighters do. They wrap up their arms, their their hands before they fight. I don't quite understand why you would do this to your arms and legs. It feels very restricting. I, I don't get it. 
I see this done in comics, and I have tried to wrap up my arms and le- my arms or whatever to see like how that would feel, and it feels like I am being restricted. Now my hands is one thing, so you're gonna throw punches. You're trying to protect your bones, but if these characters are like goddesses and, and superhuman abilities with healing factors, other than Cassie and Vlad, they should not be doing this. Yeah, they don't need uh, accessory like like I guess like blood flow assistance because that's why you would wrap like an arm is to get more increased blood flow or to compress like compressive socks yeah you know? like it's that idea uh-huh but not if you're like a super being like <laughs> i do love the fact that this chick gets gets it like right down the middle um i mean she also kind of reminds me of like what uh red sonia what would happen to red sonia if she ascended to heaven one day hmm yeah uh, good old Satan is in this, and do we know who is trussed up in the behind him on the wall with the uh, the ball gag in her mouth, and she's completely nude with the chains covering her naughty bits? Uh, that's uh, wait, isn't that's not Voodoo Child? Is it? Yeah, it's supposed to be Voodoo Child that um he has her spirit there, okay. her body like free. That's, yeah. that's what's going on there. Gotcha. Volvina's face also gets severely effed up after she slices um, the the chick with the uh, glowing face tattoo right through the chest. Just happens to be right through the breasts, too. Uh, something done in several movies. Friday the 13th comes to mind. If you remember the, uh, the scene in the tent in Jason Goes to Hell, the girl's fucking her boyfriend, and Jason comes up behind her, rips it right through her freaking rib cage, and slices her right up the middle. Uh, like in Terrifier, the girl's strung upside down and the clown chainsaws her from crotch to head. That's like medieval stuff. That, that, that's the kind of things you'll see in medieval uh, like images of just people getting like spikes to the crotch through their mouth. Right, like like Vlad the Impaler would do, right? He would like impale yep. people through the anus out through the mouth. Uh, or the neck. Yeah, he... Um... He like it's just like universally accepted that that is probably like super as painful. It's universally accepted. I like how that you put that. Uh, the imaging of the reverse black and white with this girl is fantastic. Uh, you don't see that very often. Uh, I I'm I'm wondering why. I think it's a great aesthetic when they make characters like this, like the white hair and the black skin. And I'm wondering if maybe. In my opinion, I wonder if the artist and the colorist are worried that people will mistake it for blackface when it's not. It's a reverse negative, which has nothing to do with blackface. Uh, maybe. Maybe it's just sort of like... I just yeah, think it's always a cool think... image when I see characters that look like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I think no, it's, it's definitely... It definitely has like a more nefarious look. Right. Also, uh, Purgatory uh, stitched up the way she is. Did you ever read a lot of Spawn? Do you remember when this happened to Spawn? Uh, that he got like his face messed up, and they very much did like a hobo like surgery to him. In fact, it was a hobo that did it too. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was Bob. I think it was Bobby, right? The fat hobo in the in the alley that that Spawn always hung out with until they, I guess, killed him off eventually. I my my Spawn history is really bad. I've just seen like. Well, sort of like the highlight bits, but yeah, like I, it's probably, probably. I cannot believe I, I was looking at the most recent issue of Spawn and on the shelf, and it was like issue three hundred and forty-six, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> issue three hundred was just a couple of years ago. I mean, it, it, way to stay on schedule, Todd McFarland, because you you had a bad late habit schedule for a bit. I mean, a lot of all the image creators did. I mean, Eric Warson pro- 
like one time only put out one issue of Savage Dragon one year, but he was also the publisher of Image Comics at that time, so <laughs> he didn't have time to do his own book. Um, I just got in the Omnibus compendium for Spawn. I have a lot of the first issues, but there's a lot of gaps in them because I sold a large part of my Spawn collection um, one year, and I kind of wish I hadn't because the later early issues of Spawn, um, the upper 100s, early, uh, early 100s, um, sorry, the upper double numbers, like, you know, in the 50, the, uh, 67, the, uh, after the movie came out, let's just say, uh, right. issues, uh, 70 through the, uh, 100s and the early 200s are heavily underprinted. Spawn's popularity dipped down a lot, um, in the, uh, mid 2000s because of all the lawsuits that Tom McFarlane had to deal with. And, uh, so the uh, fan base respond was hit pretty hard too. And those early, those issues, the ones that I mentioned, I've seen go at cons for like $50 an issue. <laughs> yeah. It's weird that comic books kind of follow like a stock market where it's like rumors and bad news make comic sales go down. But then later on those comics become like very valuable because of that. Right. So, Evil Ernie in the Chaos Universe would worship Lady Death. So, he's all in the Lady Hell now? Is that what it is? Because he was all about bringing about Lady Death's um, vision. Yeah, Lady Lady Death is, like, I guess makes it made more sense at the time for them because he idolizes, like, powerful women. And in this, it's like, the next thing is this crazy, like demonic goddess that even other gods fear. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, uh, but it's just like, he has a direct, like, communication line when he can to go talk to her from issue three. Um, what do you think of, uh, Cassie's, um, mom coming back? Um, uh, because, uh, oh, also purgatory feeding off a of lady hell is interesting. Um, just the way she does it, because I just wouldn't think that Lady Hell has any kind of, like, real blood in her, but sure enough, um, yeah, and then we get the scene where everyone's all trussed up in the, in the chains, um, but then, uh, again, uh, Cassie's mom comes back, also all of Cassie's bad girl, bad guys come back, too, um, everyone that has ever been killed off, so, we get all the bad guys and mom, um, I don't know if you read this before, but a, uh, mom came back previously when they did the reanimator storyline, no, I didn't read that. Okay, um, so I just assumed real that qu- real quick, she... real real quick, they hadn't really gone into who, too much about who Cassie's dad is, and they finally revealed mm. Cassie's dad worked with Herbert West. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's good lore they can expand on to see more about that. Right, but let me tell you something about those issues. Those issues you had to specially order from previews, and they couldn't be put on the shelf. I I remember. I remember my comic book store telling me they had gotten a note saying we can't sell them on the shelf, we have to specially order them, and we can't sell any more copies than what we order. And it's because of something to do with the lawsuit with with like the reanimator, uh, likeness rights were looked like the Stuart Gordon Brian Yuzna movie and not made up for their comic book. I see. Yeah, because I guess they couldn't legally advertise it, you know. Yep. And- 
And I remember and I the, one of the first interviews I had with Tim Seeley, I brought that up because that had just happened. I was like, okay, what's going on with the Reanimator comic? You know, what 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 uh, what was that all about? And I mean, that issue interview unfortunately lost to time. It's been 13 years, but uh, yeah, that was a that was a big knuffle uh, when it happened. I remember. But uh, I digress. Um, Cassie's mom was brought back to life by her dad. And then Cassie had to kill her And after she after her dad was killed. Oh, I mean, it's cool to see that in a reanimator story. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, the first thing his dad, her dad does when she brings he brings her mom back to life is he fucks her. Okay, that's... I don't know. Cause she, her body cannot be, like, fresh, right? It, it is... Well, fine. yeah, oh. that's the thing. The reanimator fluid doesn't... It's not like the Lazarus pit where it, where it restores you. You know what I mean? Nope. And, um, it just, I just, I did not like it. <laughs> um, I did like the story that happened prior to it. The, uh, there was this, there's this book called Fear, and there are these, like, woodland fear demons, uh, that Cassie and Vlad had to fight. And they had been from their own comic book, uh, series in this company created by, um, I forget who it is, but it's a famous rock star. Anyway, long story short, it, it was just made for some really cool images. Um, but, uh, yeah, the whole thing with Cassie's mom, I just think she could, she should just stay dead. Uh, but, uh, she's the, uh, you know, the whole reason why Cassie has her origin. So, but they keep bringing her back and they, and, and I just, I hope they don't again anytime soon, but that'll be up to Tim as he's the creator and controller. I mean, she, she, uh, she represents everything that like is Cassie's like main motivation. So you have to use her strategically. Right. This one was sort of like. She just shows up. You know, she's in it for a few pages. It's not it doesn't carry over to even the next issue, which is, I mean, not much of a spoiler alert. But yeah, like you figure when you're gonna use her, it, it, it's gonna like always mess with Cassie. Use it well. Well, that's all the notes I have here for issue uh, four of Hacks uh, Hack Slash versus Chaos. Um, not a lot of ads to comment that we haven't already talked about. We'll be back in a couple weeks with issue number five, Hack Slash versus Chaos. Uh, the series is kind of a roller coaster to me, but I'm really looking forward to uh, when we get to when I get to Hack Slash uh, the Crow because it's a very unique story. And of course, don't forget Hack Slash is coming back this year. I think in November, October, there's a new Hack Slash miniseries by Tim Seeley uh, coming. So uh, looking forward to that from Image Comics. Uh, Cassie going to school looks like from the cover. She's got some some girls with her teaming up to do some stuff. So I'm I'm uh, excited about that, and we will get to I will get to that coverage uh, probably when those issues come out, um, if not right after I've finished wrapping up the chaos uh, sorry the, the the crow book just because that is the last uh, miniseries for quite some time, and then we're gonna have special guest uh, Ben Goldsmith on the show with us to talk about hack slash the seance room which was the crossover that just happened uh, with his his comic books from uh, Source Point Press uh, during the uh, the Kickstarter last year. And that book is a lot of fun. Uh, there's images up on the Radio Horror website of uh, my review of it as uh, Cassie peers into a doorway of her own mind and she shuts it immediately and goes, nope. <laughs> so, uh, Chris, where can people find you? Ah, you can find uh, me and my partner Zach's writings on our own website of everythingaction.com. You can check out our social media. Uh, we're on Twitter or X as EVAction. Our Instagram is everything.action. 
And you can find me here on the Radio Horror Network. Uh, let's say, go check out new episodes of Supernatural Creatures and Lore finally posted. We've been off Supernatural for a while, but me and Mel Heflin come back to that and cover a couple of new monsters. Um, and then you can check out my own comic books. Uh, the Vlada a Dracula Tale now has t-shirts that you can buy. Uh, they're $20 a t-shirt. I finally got some t-shirts in of Vlada a Dracula Tale. So Vlada is on the t-shirt themselves and uh look for my new comic book coming out soon hopefully detective demona uh which is a succubus who also happens to be a private investigator i'll be back in a couple weeks with another exciting episode of goth girl horror the hack slash podcast (laughs) 